Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you can call me JD. And ahoy in combo country, also known as just Hunter. And this is A Hero Story, episode 108. Welcome. Ahoy. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games, comic books themselves. You name it, we probably talk about it. This week is uh, all around the carousel of what we talk about in comic books. Because, yeah. Uh, we, have a, we have a comic book video game review to start with. Now, our very own comic book, this is kind of the reverse of Spider-Man PS4. Our very own comic book hunter <laughs> finished the game already. I have not even touched it yet, but I will be touching it very soon. But I would love to hear his thoughts. I've seen a little bit of his thoughts on Instagram, and uh, I'm excited to hear some more. So take it away. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, so I got a day one. Um, I guess we'll do like a full, full review once JD plays it. And we'll, all, we'll play together too online. We both got it on PlayStation, so... We'll do like our thoughts on multiplayer as well, but until then, here are my general thoughts. It's all right. <laughs> it's uh, I feel like it's one of those games that'll be way better in like a year or two, but right now, right when it launches, it's very unfinished. The campaign is pretty short. Like we have a friend who's been on the podcast a few times, Tyler, comic boy. He beat it in one sitting, in one day. You can't really do that with most games. So I was, I did it through about three days. I, I played here and there for about three days and I beat it all. And already I, I'm a little, I'm kind of done until I, I play multiplayer. Like right now I'm kind of done playing single player. Like if I want to play a video game, I'd rather play something else at the moment. So it's, it's got its goods, it's got its bads. So I guess I'll start with the, with the bad here. Um, the main problem I find is glitching, which I know a lot of people have, like, it, glitches are in pretty much every game, but, oh my god, this game has a lot of glitches, which is a problem. Like, it, it creates a big problem for the game when you're going through a loading screen that stays on a loading screen until you realize, hey, 20 minutes have gone by and you gotta close the game, or you're Iron Man and you go to punch a guy, but you glitch through the wall and then suddenly the level restarts and it's like, okay. So it's a little annoying on that part. Campaign being a little short is also a little annoying. And the fact that once you beat it, it's like, here's a ton of other missions you could do that are kind of just redos of the campaign. So the campaign is good. It's one of my good parts of it, which I'll explain more in a second. But the gameplay itself, although it's fun, it's a little repetitive. Go here, punch robots. Go here, punch robots. Go there, punch more robots. You did it. So it's like, okay. Now, it despite being repetitive despite being glitchy i find it's still a good game itself especially during the campaign itself i find miss marvel who's basically the main character which i didn't expect camilla khan very very likable character they nailed her personality they got her really 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 well done as well as all the other characters everyone seems comic accurate which harper who's been on this podcast before was telling me about how every character seems to be done right which is something that you can't say for most live-action adaptations of comic book characters. But in this case, every character from Captain America, Thor, or Tony Stark, they're all written as they should be written. Which is good. So it makes the campaign itself like a kind of like a comic event. Like, I could see this as an actual comic event. Granted, it's a video game. But if this were to happen in Marvel Comics, instead, no one would complain. Like, it is a solid story the whole way through. Other goods, I mean... Each character is unique. Uh, I, I like playing as Thor a lot. I, I enjoy Iron Man. I enjoy Black Widow. Hulk's all right. Miss Marvel's really fun. Uh, some of the skins are cool. Some of them a little disappointing. When they said, oh yeah, there's going to be like 50 skins per character in this game. A lot of them are just 
hey, here's 20 versions of this outfit, but in different shades of blue or different shades of red. So it's like, okay, I was kind of hoping for a bit more comic outfits, but they said that they are, the developers said that they are adding more skins throughout the next few years, maybe. Which comes to my point where they are doing monthly updates, fixing bugs, and adding new characters. The story itself, it kind of ends on a marvelous cliffhanger in a way like all Marvel movies do. You do have an after credit scene, so stay stick around and it's going the after credit scene actually continues next month. So the story will be continued in October and then that'll continue in uh November, which will continue in December so on and so forth. So I like that. Uh there were teases to other villains throughout the campaign that I hope we might see. Until then we are getting new heroes throughout the next few years and yeah. Usually these reviews have a nerdy section too. It's a it's a Marvel game. There's tons of Easter eggs. One of the collectibles in this, like you know, most games you collect things like in Spider-Man PS4, you collect backpacks. And this it's comic books, and there are actual comic books that you can find in store and stuff like that. So, I thought that was cool. But besides that, I give it like a like a seven out of ten. Soon to be possibly a nine in a year from now. Maybe we'll have to do like a re review in a year a return avengers game returned yeah because they they did straight up say like hey we're don't worry i know what's buggy now but we're adding things throughout the next little while so i feel like it's a game that will be great from some time from now granted jd still get it still play it still beat it because i still want to hear your thoughts and i still want to play with you just it's not it's no spider-man ps4 it's no arkham knight it's no Arkham City. It's no Telltale Batman. Some people might argue it's no Injustice. There are better superhero games out there, but Avengers has potential to be up there with the best with Arkham City, with Spider-Man PS4, and probably Spider-Man Miles Morales. I have high hopes for that game. It's just right now it's sitting fairly low on that scale. So that's my little... I mean, the, I mean that, that, that's fair. It seems like a good analysis. It's mostly what I've heard so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I've heard pretty, you know, decent things, you know, from most people. I, I think that one of the main things that I've heard is that it's very repetitive, yeah. that, which is what you highlighted, which is, can be a little frustrating with some of these games where it's repetitive. And I thought like, you know, um, in the beta, when I was doing the Hulk and Miss Marvel mission, which felt like it took an hour cause abomination kicked my ass 10 times, but uh you know that that one i felt like was so repetitive like all the hulk stuff like that's what i've I've heard hulk is very like he is the worst he's so repetitive (laughs) well that's the thing i mean when you play the hulk they you want to be like powerful and you want to be the tank of the group you want to be like first in line just wiping out enemies but in the end his like his small hits and his heavy hits the same amount of damage as black widow Oh. So they, they really balance every character. It's like every character can do their own thing, but they're all even. So therefore, one character is not overpowered while the other's not, which is like, OK, I get that. But when I'm the Hulk, I don't want to, like, punch a really small grunt with a little shield and get, like, knocked back like Black Widow when she hits them. So it's like, all right, it's a little it's a little. Disappointing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that sounds good. I mean, I, I, I do plan to get the game. I wish I already had it. Um Hopefully within the next week, I'm getting it, downloading it, playing it. You know, my, my PlayStation is a, uh, it's Trooper. Uh, whenever I start a game now, it sounds like a turbo jet because. Oh my uh, God, this game's going to destroy. Because <laughs> I have a PlayStation Pro. I got it, my PlayStation, like the week that Spider-Man PS4 released. So it's fairly new. And it felt like it was going to blow up half the time. Mostly during glitches. 
<laughs> like I, you just I got, hear the fan. I got my PlayStation uh, during the Destiny bundle, which is like 2014, because it was when I first started working when I was 14 years old. So uh, <laughs> it's it's a trooper. It's it's pretty loud. Whenever I play like Warzone, that, that's just like. <laughs> so uh, so I'm I'm curious how Avengers is going to treat it, but uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited to play. And yeah, that's. Uh, that's reviews with just Hunter. Hopefully, I, I could uh, chime in next week's <laughs> podcast. Uh, speaking of reviews, I was about to say Hunter, that. Uh, the New Mutants is a movie that came out now. For those of us who live in New York, say JD, movie theaters are not open for me. I mean, they might be. I don't know. The movie theater near me did not look like it was open. So, um, you know, <laughs> just still, like go broken to... windows and like bunch of old signs. <laughs> it was either it was either you know go to Connecticut or just not watch New Mutants. And I was like. Oh, <laughs> would you do it for Wonder Woman? Oh yeah, I would have traveled for Wonder Woman, but New Mutants next month. <laughs> Hopefully by then the New York theaters are reopened. But anyway, you saw New Mutants. Yeah, so I actually saw this two weeks ago. I just it completely slipped my mind when we recorded last week. I even told you beforehand, like, hey, uh, I saw New Mutants. Maybe I could review it this week. And then we both completely forgot that it was happening. So late review but i saw new mutants and honestly not that bad i went in thinking this is gonna suck <laughs> like this is gonna be boring i'm gonna want to leave during it like i was dreading it because i i had things to do and here i am like oh crap it's 6 30 new mutants is at seven i gotta go it wasn't that bad it was bad like straight up it was bad but i will say just gonna give you an idea i thought it was better than both x-men dark phoenix and x-men apocalypse whoa yeah and those are characters featuring some of my favorite some or sorry those are movies featuring some of my favorite x-men i love cyclops i love gene gray i love magneto i love nightcrawler yet here i am watching these minor x-men characters and enjoying it i don't know why but i guess i kind of know why that's why i'm doing this review uh i'd hope i'd hope you know why the cast is rather likable like, it's very small. It's like a group of, like, five. Maybe not that likable. There might be more, there might be less. I think it's five new mutants. And they're each pretty decent, except for the main character, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, well, I guess I'll get to right now. The main character is the only one that's not very <laughs> likable. Her powers are... What powers do you have? I don't know. For the whole movie. Until the end. So it's kind of like she's just there. Everyone has these awesome powers, and then there's the main character who's just there. Uh, the movie itself, the plot, you could tell they didn't know what to do with it. Some scenes are like, this is straight up horror. This is scary. Like, this is like something really well done and really well done in the horror movie atmosphere. And then it's back to a generic superhero movie, which isn't bad. It's just when you combine the two, it seems like they didn't know, should we make this like a regular superhero movie or a horror movie? So you can watch the movie for like an hour and 10 minutes and it's a regular movie and suddenly it gets really scary randomly. And then back to like a regular movie. It's It's got weird vibes the whole way through. But the cast is likable. I think that's the one reason why I thought it wasn't bad. The final fight, the CGI was actually really, really good. I guess they had like a 20 years to make it. Or however long it took for this movie to come it's out. It's been but it, 84 years. Yeah. I thought the CGI was really good. But it was bad at the same time. Not the CGI, but the, the plot itself. How they got to the final act was like, okay. It's kind of like how a lot of people were turned off by the final act of Wonder Woman. Oh, it's like, okay, this was like a war movie and like a Greek mythology movie, and now it's just a superhero fight scene. It kind of turns you off in a way. Same here, except the I won't spoil the final 
boss fight for this movie, but it had some really, really bad dialogue during it. You know, like when superheroes fight, Tony Stark will say something funny, or Spider-Man will say something funny during the final fight, or Batman will say something menacing. And here, they're all quipping, but it's terrible quips. And when they're not quipping, when they're trying to be serious, it is really bad. This movie's core is the group of, I wouldn't say friends, people, mutants, I guess, <laughs> that are all interacting. They all have different pasts, but they all have something that relates to them, and they're really well done together. They all have different personalities, but they bounce off each other really well. It's just the the superhero atmosphere of this movie just wasn't really good. All in all, though, I actually, I give it like a, I was going to say seven, but probably six because of that final act, but... It, 6.5, I'll say, out of 10. I would recommend New Mutants if you want something to pass the time and you want to, if you miss the Fox X-Men and you're like, oh man, I, I can't really go back to watching all these Fox movies. I want something new. Watch New Mutants. It has new in the title. And it ties in to only one X-Men Fox movie. JD, can it you has, guess what it, movie? It has new in the title? Wow, that was a groundbreaking discovery. <laughs> yeah. This is an unscripted review. But <laughs> clearly, <laughs> I, I'm glad to remember. Can you guess the movie that it ties into? One X Men movie. X Men Origins Wolverine. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, <not at> all. <laughs> it's a random guess. It ties into Logan, and it even uses. Uh, oh. It shows straight up footage from Logan too. Oh. Yeah. What's that? Of Hugh Jackman. Not you don't see Hugh Jackman, but you see a lot of scenes from Logan. Just scenes huh. of without Hugh Jackman in it, or. Uh, you don't see Professor X either, but you see, like, other people from that movie. And you hear voices of other people from that movie. I, I guess, I, okay, if you don't want a, the most minor spoiler. I, I, I think, like, you may have had one person mute the mic here. Who who, who doesn't want to hear a spoiler? So it, it's go. not even a, it won't give away the plot. It's just the one thing that ties into Logan. You know, in Logan, when Hugh Jackman, he goes into the store to get a phone charger and then he watches the video that the girl sent him of like those mutants being like tortured. Basically, the cast in this movie watched that same footage, it's like the exact same footage that he watches on his phone. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't believe Hunter spoiled me. <laughs> I, I spoiled the mutants. All, I'm sorry. All, all I said was I, I, I begged him. I said, Hunter, please. Hey. I don't want new mutant spoilers. And what did he do? He spoiled me. <laughs> I'm not even spoiling the final fight here, which is dumb. And I want to rant about it, but I won't. Please, please rant about it. I, it's just one line. Okay, I'll, I'll say one line from it. Basically, in the final fight, main character knocked out what are we gonna do right she's knocked out she's gotta wake up because when she wakes up her powers will emerge and the final fight will end you see there's a scene where you see what she's dreaming about when she's knocked out and she's in this little like hiding place in the snow and her dad comes and her dad's just like hey what are you doing kid you gotta get up and she goes i can't because the blank is too big i can't fight him and the dad kind of smirks at her and goes you're bigger and then the girl wakes up, and it's like the the credits are like two minutes away. Like, that's it. And people in the theater literally laugh, because she should have said, you're stronger, or you're more powerful. But you just said, you're bigger. It's like, <laughs> you just insulted your daughter, and now all of a sudden she's like, bam, she's awake. She could beat the final boss, and the end. New Mutants is over. People laughed in the theater during that. Surprisingly, there was people in the theater during this movie, but... 
Uh, yeah, I would recommend oh, New man. Mutants. It, I, I liked it better than Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. I think that's because my expectations were so low, maybe. Well, Apocalypse and uh, Dark Phoenix, I was like, oh, yeah, I gotta see Cyclops again. I gotta see Quicksilver scene and Magneto, but this one surprised me in a way. But anyways, yeah. that's New so, Mutants. So I like the, the way they marketed it seemed like a superhero horror, which I've always thought mm. is an interesting concept. I've always wanted like a horror type Batman film featuring Scarecrow. That'd be so, awesome. So so seeing uh that would be awesome. So seeing a uh X-Men film marketed like this, I was like, oh, this has so much potential. So it's cool they did some of the horror elements. I wish it could have been like a full horror, but you off know. the top of my head I can think of three actual horror movie scenes. And there might there might have been more. I'm just trying to think back. But within those three scenes, they were actually well done. Like I was like, damn, that was actually that was good. That was suspenseful, and I could see people being afraid from that. So, that was really well done. I, I love horror movies, so I applaud. Anyways, uh, <laughs> those are my two really quick reviews while you listen. I hope you enjoyed. I know. I feel like a listener of a hero story. Wow, is this what it's like? What a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should review us five stars on iTunes. Subscribe oh, to our whoa, YouTube channel. Plug, you're plugging in the iTunes a little early. You just the the podcast. I am. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Now <laughs> back to the regular episode where we have actual news. And I guess we should have said this earlier, but for those of you who want to skip to the comics of the week, uh, we had three comics this week, correct? Yes. Flash, 761, Superman 25, and Amazing Spider-Man. 49, I, no I believe. 48 or 49. It was this week's one. A but large yeah. number. Uh, going on to news of the week starting off, though, we'll start off with live action news afterwards. We'll get to gaming news and comic news with live action news. Benedict Wong, I think is his name, the actor who plays Wong in Doctor Strange, Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame, was spotted in the exact location that they are currently shooting the Shang-Chi movie. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Uh... Shang-Chi, I'm going to say Shang-Chi. Wow, we, we suck at pronouncing. Well, I suck at pronouncing on this show. Uh, this movie started filming, it started back on production this week, I believe, in Australia. And the actor who plays Wong was spotted in that area, not in costume or anything. Just the actor just happened to be in that exact area, which has us all pretty much, not really believe, but sure to think it's a fact that Wong will be in this movie. Which I hope so. I mean... Our fourth episode of A Hero Story was praising that character, so back two years ago. So he was spotted uh, connecting the Marvel Cinematic Universe with one character at a time. Could just be on vacation in, you know, Australia, but you know. He could have been, but he also could be this phase of the MCU's Nick Fury. So that That is an odd character to choose as Nick Fury, but okay. Yeah, I know. you never know. I'm here. <laughs> Uh, next bit of news, Sony has announced that they are not releasing Venom 2, Venom Carnage something, uh, until, yeah, <laughs> until the full pandemic is completely finished and every theater in the world is back to being opened. Will this actually oh. happen? We don't know. Oh no, I have to, I have to wait for Venom 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sony was brave. They were like, man, Wonder Woman's releasing, New Mutants already released. You know what? We're going to wait. We're going to wait for venom to release but uh get your tickets for morbius coming soon (laughs) oh god morbius is still coming apparently but venom 2 they're gonna wait i they their reasoning was because they don't want to put a high budget superhero flick in a movie during a pandemic that was the i think that was the reasoning but with morbius they're just like okay yeah we we know we know it's gonna bomb anyway so (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm like, all right, we'll release Morbius the coming this winter. I think this winter. Um, Spider-Man 3, title unknown at the moment, is starting production in early 2021. They were rumored to start production earlier, but they straight up said start of the next year. That's when they're starting filming. Uh, probably in New York, maybe other places. Maybe they're maybe they're just waiting because Charlie Cox is busy doing something else and they need to have a Daredevil. A new lawyer for Peter Parker. Oh, in you your know. dreams, buddy. It's going to be She-Hulk, probably. <laughs> but literally, my dreams. For gaming news, Avengers devs for the Avengers game have announced that they are slowly going to be fixing bugs. The first patch is out now. It fixes the bug where if you unlock a suit, the suit doesn't appear in your inventory. Apparently, that's fixed, but I've seen a few people comment that it didn't fix that for them. So, we'll have to wait and see. They said they're slowly starting to fix their bugs if you notice a glitch in your game go to the subreddit play avengers on reddit they have a little discussion board on there where the devs themselves are monitoring you can post the bug you found make sure you say it whether you're on pc xbox or playstation and they will get back to you on that hopefully fixing it so yeah for comic news um bat cat i wrote down bat cat i almost said black cat which is a different character is uh coming out december 1st now Few companies are saying this is called Batman Catwoman. A few are saying Batcat. So we, the full title might actually be Batcat. This is the 12-issue Maxi series that Tom King is writing with Clayman on art featuring Batman and Catwoman and the Mask of Phantasm uh, going over their relationship, continuing where Tom King's Batman run left off. Finally have a release date. Do you remember the first release date for this? Wasn't it like now? The first release days for Black Cat, I believe, maybe I'm very wrong. I thought it was January of like 2020. Oh, really? I thought so. They were going to have it way sooner, but things got delayed due Mm -hmm. to different things happening. And then Strange Strange Adventures was announced to replace that. So Strange Adventures came out instead of Black Cat. I did not know that. Yeah, Batcat got some news as well. It's going to be focusing on three timelines. The first being the past, going over when Batman and Catwoman first met. Then we're going to have the present timeline and the future timeline showing a happily retired Bruce Wayne. So, three different timelines. What do you think of that? Uh, it's, it's a fine concept. I think, you know, uh, it could be used very well in storytelling. So, uh, it should be interesting. I don't know. This is the one that's like, I'm kind of just like, eh, on. And it's not that, you know... <clears throat> I'm not a big Catwoman fan. I never have been. You know, the <laughs> yeah. the premise of Catwoman to me is kind of eh. Do you I, like I've Black always, Cat? I, I'm sorry? Do you like Black Cat out of curiosity? From Marvel? Uh, she's okay. I don't know. It's not like a big, like, you know. You just don't, I don't know cats. This, this is, I, I have a cat. Um, <laughs> I don't, there's something about Catwoman to me. I don't know what it is. It's just like, she's so eh. Like I, I I've always been curious of can they have Batman have a better love interest? Like I've always been interested. What if you explored him and Talia like actually being together like fully? That'd be that'd be cool to me. Yeah, I don't think it's but, gonna happen. But you should be Batman and the Outsiders because Talia's on the team. You like yeah, Talia but, so much? Oh wait, no, she's not. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> way off. Yeah. Anyway, and you just got fact checked for that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm thinking of Lady yeah, Shiva. I, I just, you know, based on the Tom King Batman issues we've had with Catwoman and Rooftops is quite excellent, but I just, I don't know if I could deal with 12 issues of dialogue that's like, Bat, da-da-da-da-da, Cat, da-da-da-da-da-da, I, no, da-da-da-da-da-da. 
the the problem is that, 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 that mask of phantasm pops up ah <laughs> like, yeah. like i don't know i just i really don't know if i could deal with the dialogue it's gonna be so tough this is one that i am considering skipping the single issues and trade waiting i know don't, don't crucify me man i'm gonna be doing solo reviews on the podcast again <laughs> I, i'm not i'm not decided yet though i may just read it okay well maybe wait till see what everyone thinks of the first issue it, it's clayman art so that that's the thing that's making me think like maybe I should get the first issue and I'm guessing that since this is the first time the phantasm is appearing in comics this will be considered her first appearance. Oh damn. I didn't so, think of that. For that alone maybe worth collecting a single issue, but yeah, I didn't even think of that at all. Good point. But in the end, I mean, Clayman Art, he did Heroes in Crisis which I think the world <laughs> thinks is bad. Like it's not even <laughs> I, can't, I don't know anyone who likes Heroes in Crisis, but in the end, you got that beautiful art when you did the title, like in the clouds, Heroes in Crisis, or in the flowers that Wally West was standing upon. It might be worth it for the art alone, but no, I no, no. There, there's, there's definitely. I mean, I'll, I'll probably end up reading it in single issue. It's just like, uh, I don't know. Am I ready for another Tom King story? <laughs> yeah, how's well, Strange Adventures? I love, you, I, love, I love Tom King, but. <laughs> I don't know. I, I already subscribed to Rorschach. I'm subscribed to Strange Adventures. No, know. I should do that for Rorschach and then think of that. <laughs> I, okay. I, I, I'll make my decision this week if I put in my subscription for Batcat. You'll have to update us on next week's episode for sure then. Uh, they also announced that... Well, one thing that actually turns me away from Batcat, I'm still going to read it, but they announced that one of the villains in this isn't just the Mask of Phantasm, it's also the Joker, which is like... Okay. I feel like the Joker's being a little overplayed here. I mean, we have Joker War. And then wait, we... wait, wait, wait. You mean you're telling me you don't like when Joker's in every single story? Yeah, I I don't. We have Joker War, and through all the Bat titles, Joker's in every single Bat title right now, too. And then we got three Jokers, and now we have this. Granted, I've been really enjoying Joker War. I've loved three Jokers. It's just sometimes a little much. Remember New 52? We had six years, and Joker appeared twice within six years. And both of his appearances were really good. I just feel like you're risking playing him so much. It's just a little... Calm down. Calm down, Batman Who Laughs. It's it's too much. So we'll have to wait and see how it actually pulls out in the end. Um, reminder, DC Fandom is this Saturday. DC Fandom Part 2. I did, they are calling it Encore, but at the same time they said there's new things being announced. Uh, some people are saying that there is TV panels that weren't in the original one, and some comic book writers and artists are doing little panels here. I don't think I'll watch this live, but I'll I might tune in here and there to some things when they're fully released. Yeah, I'll probably wait for people to post. I mean, I'm working Saturday anyway, but I'll probably wait for people to like post it up and you know give me all the details without actually having to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> uh, last bit of news is last week we talked about Fortnite being in Marvel. And, yeah, uh, default dance. Yeah, and my fear of it coming to comics. We talked about this for a little bit last week, and my fear has come to reality. Not as bad as I thought, but it still happened. Fortnite was referenced in this week's Wolverine issue, or sorry, last week's Wolverine issue, and one of the X-Men titles this week as well. All it is, is the last pages. It's just like Wolverine running through the woods, and the giant light comes down to the Bifrost. It's gone. Bifrost comes back and Wolverine's there and he's like, what the hell was that? Kind of thing. This one, Bifrost comes down on the X-Men, some of the X-Men and like Storm disappears and Mystique and they come back and they're holding like assault rifles and that's it. 
it's just a little weird. It's a little weird. Gwenpool witnessed uh, the X-Men leaving and she just says, oh, it's just a tie-in. So Gwenpool could break the fourth wall. So there's just a little joke there. But it seems like, I hope that's it. It seems like it's not that bad right now. I hope they don't be like, man, do you remember the Fortnite? <laughs> so it seems like that might be it for now. But you remember, do you remember? Do you remember facing down the John Wick and Christian Bale Batman? Ah, it was a mighty day, says Thor. <sighs> yeah, that that's it for the news of the week and the reviews of the week. Now on to the the comics. Welcome to the comic book section of a hero story. I, I don't have a timer going anymore, so I have no idea where we're at. But uh, we are about thirty minutes, just about thirty minutes. Um, pick of the week, cover of the week. It's a small comic week, but I think I know your pick of the week. Yeah. I think it's Spider Man. No, it's the Flash. Did you read the Flash? Oh yeah, no, I read the Flash. I, I just okay. thought, I I thought on your Instagram story you said you really enjoyed Spider Man. I did really enjoy Spider Man, but okay, that Flash issue was like damn. Yeah. Um, my cover of the week though is actually Superman. Yeah, I was gonna say the Superman cover is very nice. Uh, mm-hmm. The cover price is not so nice, but the <laughs> the uh, the cover is very nice. Uh, the Flash has a bit of an odd cover. It um, looks like Reverse is Flash is tickling. tickling Barry. <laughs> it was me, it was me, Barry. I was the one that tickled you. Yeah, um, it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, like I'm, I'm not even sure what Howard Porter was going for. <laughs> I mean, I guess like Reverse Flash coming up behind Barry, like surprise, it's me. But it's just a little weird because Barry's arms are up in the air and his hands are kind of like on his rib cage, so it's like that doesn't look normal. <laughs> Thanks, I guess I'll get it slabbed. <laughs> maybe. Oh god, uh, I couldn't have I couldn't have that slab looking at me every night when I go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, there were returns of characters in this. That might be worth something. True, okay, true. history history of the Flash. So. Oh boy. Start of the issue. Mercury, 853rd century. There are two speedsters running around. Are these speedsters we've seen before? John Fox is a character that was in Mark Wade's Flash run. He was the guy who wore the blue suit and temporarily got with Linda like while Wally was gone. Right. He like replaced Wally West as the Flash. Um in the in the very first issue Wade ever wrote, which was an annual um it's it's a tease of john fox where uh, you've probably read the issue because it's in the beginning of the uh flash by mark wade book one trade yes where it's like it's a villain that every flash faces right jay faces him then barry faces him then oh, Wally right. faces him, and then and then john fox faces him so uh yeah that that is that character now he's wearing a yellow and red suit which i don't think i've ever seen before i've only That's seen him in the blue I suit from wasn't. wade's run but yeah, yeah. The, the name and the name is from uh the creator of Jay Garrick, uh, Gardner Fox, and uh, oh, John Bl- okay. and John Bloom. So mm-hmm. th- that's that's how they got his name, John Fox. But uh, yeah, that 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 was a uh, definitely a big surprise. Um, no clue who the new kid Flash is. Uh, he just found someone and was like, I don't, hey, I, I don't, even, I don't even think Flash. they gave a name actually. No, I don't see a name. He just, no. he just called her Kid Flash. But. Uh, but yeah, then we get um, a very big spread. Now, this is what, in Williamson's interview with us, he told us that Howard Porter said this is the most characters he's ever drawn in one issue, and oh, I can see yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> this is the page, yeah. 
Yeah, you see but, but, name between a flash villain, they might be on here. Well, but between this page and this two-page spread and then the other two-page spread later in the issue, it, there's no wonder he drew the most characters he's ever drawn in one issue. Like, this is a ton. It's supposed um, to take him forever. I know. Uh, but, but yeah, so um, the Flash family versus Legion of Zoom is going on. It's a full effect. Um, the main focus is, of course, Barry versus Eobard. Yeah. Uh, Max Mercury steals the show because uh, he decides to meditate in the middle of the battlefield, which is, mm-hmm. I think, a really nice touch to have Max meditate because in, in the Impulse title, he used to always meditate to um, like get in touch with the Speed Force and like talk to the, like at that point, Johnny Quick and Barry Allen were in the Speed Force, so he would always talk to them. Mm-hmm. So uh, th- I thought that was a really nice touch. Uh, I really liked Bart protecting him as well. Um, Max, when he's done meditating, calls every speedster he can and boy oh boy there's a ton of them uh the one that's the most shocking to me is dark flash is there walter west that's that's from the dark flash saga that's the alternate version of wally west that loses his linda park oh it's it's a fantastic story it's mark wade's last flash story the guy all the way on the right with that maroon suit i was gonna say yeah yeah walter west uh at the end of his story he ends up on our world like he ends oh. up in a comic book store. <laughs> oh, it's it's a fantastic story. Uh, basically, he comes to our Earth, but or our world, and he can't in in like the comic book world, he can't stay there because his like temporal balance with like his vibrations are like throwing off the Earth. So he has to leave, and he gets sent to our like Earth us. Yeah, and Earth be. And, and he ends up reading the end of his own story in a comic book, kind of like Superboy Prime in, time, in a way. Yeah. But, like, but like he goes into a comic book store and he sees like the girl that he was trying to be with is like, you know, has a, has a happy ending and will always remember him. So he's like, he gets like a little emotional and he, you know, he puts the comic book down and he runs away. So I was really surprised to see him like, cause his story was, you know, done. Um, also Earth 2, Jay Garrick was a big yeah. surprise from New 52. Cause I thought Earth 2 was basically dead. Yeah, I did too. But here he is. He is the. Uh, his name is Jay Garrick. He looks nothing like Jay Garrick. I think he's still old. Though. Yeah. Well, his name's Jason Garrick. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. Interesting. He's, he's like was... a diff- Sorry. Go on. Well, no. I was about to say he's like he's a different version. I think he's supposed to be a little younger. I mean, it was like the Earth Two was like trying to do a modern version of the JSA. So. Okay. Um. I'm enjoying your history here. Continue. Who is the uh, <laughs> the guy that looks like he's made of... He looks like a Scooby-Doo monster, like made of lightning. He's to the, I guess, the right of Jay or Jai. Oh, that, that, that that's... Oh. Uh... Oh, did I stump you? You, you may have. I, at first, I thought you were talking about Kingdom Come Flash on the right there. No. That's why, that's why I was like... Uh... I mean, when you're looking right at it, he's, a, he's to the left. He's just the right of Jai. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am stumped. Wow, this I beat is you. embarrassing. Okay. Oh yeah. man, I was going through, I was going through this page, and I felt like I knew most of them. I mean, you got access to the left there, which is Bart's cousin from the Legion of Superheroes. Yeah. Uh, Mina's there. The Renegades. The Renegades was uh, not expected at all. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, at first, I thought that was Commander Cold. Especially because they don't even have speed powers. Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? Yeah. One more person that I didn't recognize. Uh, besides, I think I recognize them all. The Supergirl type person in the purple. Yeah, her. I feel like I remember her from a Flash story from Wally's era, but I can't. 
quite place it. At first, I thought it was supposed to be Magenta, but I don't think it's Tar. No, I don't think so. Because Magenta was in... It. This is embarrassing. Four Flash Wars. History, History of the Flash is going through a struggle. Uh, <laughs> Besides that, I was um, pretty shocked to see Jay and Irie here, which I like. Yeah, well, well yeah, Jay and Irie was a big surprise because yeah. outside of Flash Forward, you know, we haven't really even heard about them. Mm-hmm. I loved uh, Iray's interaction with Bart too, wearing the since they're wearing the same suit, which is more kind of like poking DC here, like hey, maybe make Bart not oh, impulse. <laughs> oh well, well, first of all, kudos to Williamson here because this entire issue is kind of poking at DC Comics continuity. <laughs> yeah. um, there was another line. Where was it? Oh man, he said something that like. Oh, with the it was me Barry page where he's going over like everything that Eobard's done. Um, Joshua Williamson single-handedly fixing continuity and explaining things. Oh, right. Yeah, you're talking about Heroes in Crisis. <laughs> yeah. So, well, so. Oh, yeah. Um, this e- is big. E- so, so the the phrase "it was me, Barry" kind of started as more of like a joke in the comic book community of like Evard's actually responsible for everything, um, and it's from the Flashpoint Paradox animated movie where he's like, "It was me. Do you remember?" So uh, there were many memes made of it. But anyway, in this nine panel grid here, it is all it was me. So Literally. Who told Jay Garrick that they'll forget him? It was me, Barry. <laughs> or Jay. <laughs> oh, Jay. Well, Barry needs to know about it. <laughs> who, who told Barry and Bruce to not to keep their investigation about the button secret? It was me, Barry. Who told Bart to leave Wally's statue and not find his family and friends? It was me, Barry. Or not, not find his family, but go find. Your oh yeah, go find your friends. Said. Leave, leave your family, which is a good explanation of continuity. Because for a while, I've been, I've been saying, why has Bart not seen Barry or Iris or any of them? Like he only saw Young Justice. Yeah, so, and then after that, that I'm like, hey, Young uh, Justice, I'm back. Anyways, I don't I'm think I'm gonna go visit my family real quick. <laughs> I, I don't think that was the original explanation. I think Bendis was kind of just like, yeah, I'm gonna write Bart, but I think it's good, <laughs> good on Williamson to kind of fix that real quick. Um, yeah. Let's see. Who told uh, Barry to get mad at Wally and Wallace? It was me, Barry. <laughs> who, who told... Uh, what, was, what was the other one? Wally leaving Wallace? You a loser, you're nothing. Uh, that's Barry leaving Wallace. That might have happened in like Teen Titans or something. Oh, no. Wait, isn't that when they... Remember Barry and, and Iris broke up for a quick minute? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, why did who they break up? To, who told you to leave Iris? It was me, Barry. Who told Wallace to team along with Damien? Which, from what I've heard, Teen Titans is like, why would Wallace ever go along with what Damien was doing? But this kind of fixes it. It was me, Barry. Well, even then, te- people are in Teen Titans readers are saying, why is Damien even doing this? Because Damien's straight up torturing people and locking them in, not oh, Gotham yeah. City Police Department, but his own cage. Yeah. It's a little messed up. But Wallace is like, yeah, this is fine. Because who started it, who started the flash war? It was me, Barry. And of course, who, who told Wally to cover up the sanctuary killings? It was me, Barry. <laughs> That's really well um, done. <laughs> so what what is your immediate thoughts of uh the cover up? This nine panel grid is the best page in comics since uh, a few pages ago when all the characters are turned. But uh, it's one of my favorite pages in comics for a while because this does cover a lot of explanations, even things that I didn't really think too much about. Like the Flash War. Cool event. Moving on. But this actually explains it a little bit more. It helps develop that storyline. And I think going back and rereading 
not just Williamson's run, but Rebirth in general, featuring Flash characters, you'll be like, damn, this is nice. This is like, this is good, because these out-of-characters moments. Wally West murdered people by, mis- well, sorry, manslaughtered people. <laughs> Don't remind me. And decided, you know what? Instead of fixing this, instead of telling, like, Barry, hey, look what I did. I need mental help here. He thought, I'm going to blame two people for this. And then I'm going to, like, kind of, sort of kill myself over it. And then go to jail. God, Heroes of Crisis is so stupid hearing you explain it like this. Like, it's the stupidest story. (laughs) Who would would blame two people with the same crime? What What an idiot. Yeah, it even, was me, Barry. Even then, he's like, "Okay, we got a villain here. We got we got Harley Quinn. She's murdered people before. I'll blame her." And then Booster Gold, that innocent guy who was literally there because he needed mental help, and he's like, "You killed him." And Booster Gold's like, "I didn't kill him." It's like, "No, you you killed him." <laughs> Heroes in Crisis. Don't want to get into it. I'm sorry. Back to Flash. This explains it better because now it was me, Wally. Yeah, I I thought so. I. Got my comics late. I only read them right before we started recording. So I didn't get them yesterday or obviously Tuesday when they came out for most people. Mm-hmm. So on Instagram, you know, I told you I get spoiled on everything. I knew that there was something to do with Heroes in Crisis in this issue. My thought was that Eobard was going to be responsible for the lightning breaking out of him, not for the cover up. So well, I went into the issue. <laughs> yes. So I went into the issue expecting Eobard to be responsible for him losing control. Turns out no, he lost control on his own, but the cover-up is on Eobard. Um, Heroes of Crisis is still dog shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it wasn't. I feel like even if it was like, oh yeah, Eobard was the one who killed all those people, I feel like it still wouldn't make it a good it's like a, it's like a, it's a It's a permanent stain on Wally West's character, and I hate it. Yeah, that's true. Like, imagine, for the listeners here, imagine your favorite character became a murderer and then all of a sudden, people just go past that. It's just like your character a few years from now, say you love Green Arrow. Green Arrow could still be good a few years from now, but that doesn't change the fact that, like a few years ago, he murdered an innocent people by mistake, but it's still part of his history. So I don't have to imagine it. That is my situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm a huge Daredevil fan, and recently in the comics, Daredevil did kill somebody by accident. But in this case, it was one person, and there it developed him so much, and it developed the story of Hell's Kitchen and Daredevil itself. It's not like, oh, I kill people, try to hide. I kill people, try to hide, because this could kill me and everyone I love. So, Yeah, how would you feel if Daredevil went to Mary Jane's superhero support group and just uh, went into the middle of them, exploded, and then decided to blame two different people for their deaths? Yeah, in this case, he would blame Punisher and, and Miles Morales. <laughs> I'm thinking like a, an actual like anti-hero and then a literal innocent person. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's yeah. Oh god, here's the crisis. It's terrible. Um, actually, one of my favorite it was me Barry moments is uh, don't tell anyone about your investigation because in 2016 I was steaming when the button or 2017 whenever it came out. I was steaming at the fact that why did they not get superman who had his pre-52 memories at this point and wally and west wally. involved in the investigation like the pre-52 guys they should know about this thank you williamson for you know at least trying i i really appreciate it um mm-hmm. yeah no it's 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 an interesting page of the, it was me barry uh, do you like the idea of eobard being responsible for so much or do you think it's an overreach i mean i understand if you if people do think it's an overreach but i i actually personally do like it 
I feel like Eobard is the one character that could do these things. There are other time-traveling villains, but I think Eobard Thorn is the one who... It makes sense for him to do this. And it wouldn't surprise me a few years from now, we'll have another It Was Me, Barry moment. And I'm you remember when it. you were with your first girlfriend? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm all for it. I, I think it's it's well done. It's kind of funny, but in like a in a good way. It's like, ha that's the thing. And then you flip the page and you're smiling. Uh, you know? uh, he did it. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like the, you know, once upon a time, Holly, like, ah. <laughs> yeah, with a cigarette in the hand and you're just pointing at the good. screen. Yeah, this is literally what it is. And I think it works out very well. It, it helps cover bad mistakes done in the past and in this case not a lot of this is william's work a lot of this is like hey remember that thing that bendis did no one liked it was eobard remember the thing that tom king did that no one liked it was eobard so it's interesting in that case i i do like i think my favorites out of these are the heroes in crisis and the bart moment bart not going to see his family and, yeah. and you're right, the button part too, because I, I really wanted Superman and Wally on that story. and It sucks yeah. that they weren't, because they made most sense to be on it. But Yeah. Um, for those, I, I realized that we never really explained what, we're t- what we've been talking about for the last, like, ten minutes. Um, essentially, Eobard Thawne is responsible for all, so he can, like, part of the negative speed force power is that he can <clears throat> I, it, basically cause doubt in people's minds by sending out a hypnotic frequency at super speed so like a little thought that you have such as you know don't tell anyone about your investigation pops into you and you guys both think it and you think that's right it's actually eobard so the negative speed force power i think that's actually an interesting concept yeah even then like going to even you might know it's wrong too going with the uh wallace kid flash going along with damien and his illegal acts the line to quote is you know this is wrong but go along with it anyways to make Wallace know, like, this is bad. We're doing this stuff. It's real bad. Who's next? <laughs> thing. So it, it's interesting in that way that it, it still kind of affects them. It's kind of like its own power, in a way. It's like, you know, Superman has heat vision. He can fly. He has the frost breath. In this case, you could add this to Eobard's list of powers. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I think it's a pretty interesting uh, move for Eobard. Um, so then we get our Wally Hatton moment of the issue. Uh, where um, in the middle of Eobard and Barry fighting, uh, we get a ka-ka-boom! I, I can't do it like Benny, like uh, from Comic Historian. Ka-ka-boom! Uh, and it says, and it's, it's all blue. It says, find me, Barry. Find me in like the blue Manhattan-type dialogue. And Barry says, Wally? To which you get the plug for Death Metal. Now, I hate that it says, see Dark Knight's Death Metal for their reunion. Um, Triple Flash Hug is not a reunion. Sorry. <laughs> It makes me like, dang, is Wally not coming next issue? I don't think so. Um, Uh, But anyway, uh, I I, I do like the continuity of Ebard being terrified of Manhattan energy. Yeah. He's like, what? Not not again. No, 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 no. (laughs) Which is the same energy, which is the same energy from I saw God. Yeah, which uh, killed Eobarthon in the button story. Dr. Manhattan killed the reverse flash. And this is the same energy coming out, which is scary for little reverse flash here uh after the, like, i guess the next big moment is kid flash moment which i loved this was really cool um yeah, every yeah, kid flash yeah i was gonna say all, all the young speedsters team up here and jay jesse and max kind of just let them at it 
Um, it you you're 100 on the money with seeing Irie in the impulse suit and Bart in the impulse suit is like so cool to see together. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does make me want Bart to move on. Yeah, <laughs> Off <definitely>. Kid Mercury. <laughs> Kid Mercury. You can even have the same style, like the strip down the middle. Just maybe change up the colors, if anything. Um, but but uh, yeah, they they basically get a plan to send all these villains back to where they belong with their vibrational frequency, kind of like how the tornado twins were sent back. For Bart, this is a risk though because since he's not from this time, he may get sent back as well, but he's willing to take that chance. It's a very great Bart Allen moment. Like he's like, it's a risk, but if, if that saves lives and helps our family, you know, I'm going to do it. So um, I don't know how I felt about that. Okay, fam, let's do this. <laughs> it's Bart. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I feel, I think it works for Bart Allen. It's, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> they're, 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 they get a big crack of kaboom and they're able to send all the guys back. And, uh, yeah, it's it's nice to see you know Mina Mina and Wallace hug, uh, Bart and Avery high five. You know Jay and Jay and Max are holding each other. Jay and Irie are holding each other. Like it's, it's it's a very nice Flash family issue. This is what I've been waiting for for my whole life. Um, <laughs> and then it's and like then, I was uh, made for this. It's like I was made for this. And then uh, the issue ends with John Fox saying how it's a very tragic day for the Flash because Barry Allen. Uh, it was the last race Barry Allen and Eobarthon ever had, and it's it ends with uh, Barry chasing Eobard through the time stream, saying, "I'm gonna kill you," and uh, that's where finish line is gonna meet its finish line. <laughs> Two weeks, I believe, from now is the finale of Joshua Williamson's, which is also yeah. speed metal. Yep. Oh wow! Two weeks, big week. Two weeks. From so now. you, so we, so even though I doubt we'll see. Wally and Flash 762, we will be seeing him in Speed Metal. So, yeah, damn, I'm excited. It's gonna yeah, be a big week. Uh, what do you give the issue and just general thoughts? General thoughts, honestly, this I mean, Williamson's been killing it lately with these recent issues. I give this one probably like a 9.5, close to close to a 10, even. I can't think of a, many flaws. Yeah, maybe maybe a ten. There's no really flaws here, but yeah, like honestly, really well done. I'm really looking forward to this finale. Uh, it looks like it's going to feature more of Barry versus Reverse Flash, which I'm okay with. Uh, besides, more of a reunion. I hope we get a. Uh, where are the speedsters going now? Like it would. Be well, well, I was just about to say, like introducing all these speedsters is great, and bringing back continuity is great, but where do we go now because are they all going to go into oblivion for another 10 years and i you know mm-hmm. i have to wait like is this leading to a flash family title I, I part of me just feels like speed metal is the breeding ground for like all right let's try out if a flash family title can work and uh by the way it can yeah please buy it a while ago the flash uh had a one shot called the flash and speed buggy which was testing to see if a wally west uh, series could work people paid for it and we ended up getting flash forward people paid for that and we ended up getting to be continued so buy speed metal don't read it for free online or any of those things please buy it go to comicsology amazon your local comic book store purchase speed metal because this could be the way to get a flash farming title which is what we all need look at all these characters they're all just standing in the streets of central city and like JD said, a big problem would be if we don't know what's happening with them. We pull a Green Lantern. No one knows where Kyle Rayner is right now or uh, Simon Baz or Guy Gardner, but we know where these speedsters are, so please don't leave them just sitting on the street of Central City only to disappear for another 10 years. 
I'm not holding my breath because I know DC Comics too well, but you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll be surprised. Yeah, I so, understand it's a lot of characters, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so that, that that's that's uh, the Flash. Well, what uh, are you Superman. Real quick, oh, what do you? you um, I'm probably like eight point five, maybe nine. I I enjoyed it. I mean, listen, it's fan service, which I'm I'm. There's a big stigma attached to fan service. I don't know why. I think fan service is cool. <laughs> yeah. You're, that is literally your job as a creator to service the fans. So uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's fun. Uh, sometimes it can be oh. a little overdone. Usually, I, don't know. I mean, I I thought it was nice because you know Williamson has talked about wanting the Flash family and like all these pieces of Flash lore that he wanted to include, and and you know now he's able to do it between you know even little bits and pieces like Irene Jire able to appear. Awesome. Dark Flash makes a cameo in the background. Cool. Like, it's just, you know, it's a, pulling from pieces of Flash history is cool. And, like, this issue makes a return of Barry Allen reference where Eobard uh, sees his own name as the reverse Flash, which I just used for a, a homework assignment. So I was, like, studying that page. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's cool stuff. So I really do like the references. So if that's fan service, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Agreed. Well said. Superman. Uh, anniversary. How do you feel about paying uh, six dollars for this issue? I mean, I didn't know it was six dollars until you just told me it was six dollars. I don't know. My comic book store probably, probably he, more in Canada. I don't know. He puts it says six ninety nine here, but he well five ninety nine. Sorry. Yeah, uh, my comic book shop owner. He just has everything to the side for me, and when I go and pay for it, he's just like he has them all ready. And I just be like, hey, uh, debit or credit, and then I pay, and then I leave. I don't realize how much I pay unless I. Unless I know it's like a huge stack, but since it was three comics this week, I didn't realize that. But thank you. I guess. Yeah. Um, so uh, bring me through Superman twenty five. This is an anniversary issue, <clears throat> technically, which I don't know. I, in my opinion, and this is not just against Superman or Bendis. This is just DC Comics in general. Why is every twenty five issues an extra sized anniversary issue? It. It, it should not be sorry the 25th issue should not be an anniversary i, I get it's a money thing but it should not be it, at 50 issues i understand at 100 issues i understand 25 not that no. great but cheap. yeah it's not really an anniversary uh going through the issue itself this felt really long and i think this is due to so much dialogue uh, well i was gonna say like you know pages like uh with the aliens in the beginning had like five thousand speech bubbles yeah exactly it was way too much dialogue and so Ben has introduced, I believe, new race of aliens. I ha- I don't recognize these, and I read a lot of DC yeah, space yeah. books. Yeah, I think he's introducing a new a new race here. Mm-hmm. These aliens, they all have similar looking faces, so it's hard to tell them apart. And it's just a lot of dialogue. And honestly, I didn't really connect. I didn't really care for these. They just felt like generic alien bad guys number four hundred. Like I didn't care for the alien story. The only story itself was about one alien who's supposed to be the Superman of that planet, but isn't. I don't really fully understand. Yeah, I, I was, I was, I feel like this issue I kind of just like skidded over the aliens because I was more focused on Lana Lang because I was trying to think the whole issue. When is the last time we've even seen Lana Lang? Last time we saw Lana was uh, during Superwoman number twenty. Five, I want to say. Oh, oh it's, it's more recently. I thought it was like a long time ago. No, Superwoman. Uh, that that story ended. Now, I should have done my research before recording this, and I could be wrong about this, so pay attention, fact checkers that DM me every week. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Harper. Uh, so <laughs> Superwoman, um, I thought was pre fifty two or sorry, new fifty two Lana, and then pre fifty two Lana was oh no, sorry, it was Lois Lane. But I thought the end of Superwoman, she died. Now I read Superwoman up to issue, I want to say eleven or twelve before dropping it. I dropped it and there was a few issues left, but I believe Superwoman died at the end. I remember hearing about that and everyone talking about that. But here it seems like she just lost her powers. So granted, like I said, didn't read the finale, so I could be very wrong, but I swear she died. But yeah, anyways. I'm, um, I'm, I'm not too sure. God, there's so much dialogue. <laughs> yeah, which made it a long read. Uh, Lana Lang, things. anyway, she returns in this. Beautifully drawn by Ivan Rees. Um, the thing that shocked me the most, because though it's Ivan, I really like the uh, Clark just visiting with her, telling her. Showing her pictures of like Jonathan and I was just, about to say John. John is a kid, like showing her the pictures is awesome. I, I love that it's very wholesome. It's very nice. It's nice to see in a very rather action packed comic. Uh, talking about Lois, talking about his parents, stuff like that. Talking about Lana's parents since they grew up together. The thing that shocked me the most was seeing her as Superwoman. As soon as we got that page of her like carrying the uh, ship up in the air, I I like stopped reading right away. I was like, wait. No, she doesn't. She's either dead or she doesn't have her powers. Turns out this is a flashback. So, all good there. But then you go on to, for her talking about, like, how she doesn't have her powers and occasionally she dreams, has these weird dreams of, like, falling and things like that. But it's hard to tell. So, in the end, I I could just be, like, confused over nothing. Maybe she just lost her powers, but I, I thought she died. But, anyways, I'm glad she's back. I like Lana Lang a lot. Get, uh, ready, for the, get ready for the fact checkers on your ass. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> DM me, Convict Hunter on Instagram. I, I feel like they're setting up a big story with these aliens here. I don't know. Maybe I need to reread the pages with the aliens. Maybe I was too too weirded out by the dialogue, like the amount of dialogue. I feel like there's a good story being brewed there. Uh, from what I can tell, um, there's one alien. He's supposed to be the hero of the planet. They basically, this, this uh, planet's hidden from regular planets. So a lot of planets don't actually know they exist. And they spy on other planets, so they spy on Superman, being like, wow, this is amazing, Krypton exploded, and now Superman's there, and blah, blah, blah. Which, I, I did enjoy the first few pages, where you see Krypton explode, and the alien runs into the account, so he's like, the planet Krypton exploded! And the first reply, he just says, we know. <laughs> it's like, Wait, how many times have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, I know meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no! Krypton exploded! I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, they're definitely setting up this one character. It seems like his race was wiped out and he blames Superman. I don't really know. Yeah, I, I was going the same way. I kind of skimmed through the alien scenes, but the <laughs> Superman and Lana scenes were great. Uh, Lana looking at the yearbook of them in high school and, uh, Clark just offering her tea or coffee or whatever the hot mug is and... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like I said, I think I need to go back and reread this issue, at least the alien side of it. But uh, yeah, I don't. I I actually kind of enjoyed this issue because the Lana stuff, and I really enjoyed the Ivan Reese art. Um, he draws a great Superman. I you drew Aquaman briefly during the uh, Hall of Justice reopening, where they're in their new Fifty Two suits, which bothered me a little bit because <laughs> they were they opened the Hall of Justice right after Metal, which was Rebirth and. They shouldn't be on those suits, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> all in all, I mean, it was a good issue. It wasn't bad. It was entertaining enough. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I got to revisit it when I'm more of an awake mind. <laughs> um, tell me about Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man was awesome this week, and you should catch up. Because I, I, I do. fully admit I was not caught up this morning when I woke up. I have Amazing <gasps> Spider-Man, summer 48. What? I know. I was, are not caught up. It's my job not to be caught up. I was Spider-Man. three issues behind, and I sat down, and I'm like, man, I have three issues of Amazing Spider-Man that I haven't read yet. I'm just going to binge through these right now. So I sat down and read them all, all three of them in one sitting. Uh, issues 46 and 47, they're all right. Issue 48, so good, which was this week's episode, uh, not episode, issue. It was good because basically they're they're fighting this villain, which I want to hear your thoughts on this villain. Uh, okay. This villain, I think he's called the yeah he's called the Sin Eater, and this whole issue is the Spider-Man family. I guess there's no name for them yet. Miles Morales, Madame Web, Gwen Stacy, uh, Spider Woman, all these characters are trying to talk to Peter, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't fight this villain. Maybe what he's doing in the end is good, and Peter's like, no, he's a bad guy. Like he has to go down. So here's this villain's intentions. He's very much like the Phantom Thieves in the game Persona 5. So basically what he does, he has this gun. And with that gun, he shoots someone with it. They don't die. They go unconscious. When they wake up, they confess all their crimes. That That's his thing. So he's going around to these thugs. He's shooting them. People cheer him on. They're like, yeah, so, yeah. So, so he's not a villain. He's He's trying to cleanse the worlds of... He's trying to cleanse New York of their sins. That's his goal. So why does Spider-Man want to stop him? Because he's walking around with a gun shooting people. <laughs> All right, fair. They're they're not um, dying, but they're still getting injured. And in the end, they confess their crimes, which isn't right. He's like cha- he's changing their hearts. Mm-hmm. When in the end, they should. He's changing how they think. He's changing them completely. Imagine you knew someone and who got shot by this guy, and suddenly they're a completely different person. Carefully, carefully, he's a hero. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't see this guy as a villain. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying, except for Peter. So, uh, first, Miles Morales comes. And he's like, you have to let him do this stuff, man. Like, yeah, he's a bad guy, I get it, but you don't need to stop him here. Because in the end, he may go after us, and we'll be ready for that. But right now, who's his number one target? Norman Osborn. That's who he's hunting down right now. That's who he's looking for. And Mm -hmm. maybe if he gets Norman Osborn, Norman Osborn's like like a bad guy. If Norman Osborn confesses to everything he's ever done and goes to jail, that's a good thing. So a lot of people in the streets, they're also like, this guy's a hero and they're wearing this mask and they're running around uh, like trying to defend him from Peter Parker. So it's Peter Parker versus the city because Peter's trying to be like, no, this guy's bad. He's walking around with a gun, changing people's hearts. He's that's not good. So it, it's a it's an interesting story and some very good transitions of Peter looking back to his past. He's just he says at one point, um, but I'm the only, the only live, sorry, but I'm not the only live in question here. Sorry, that's weird dialogue. <laughs> not by a long shot. Norman Osborn has killed so many people I care about. Friends, allies, even, and then you see a flashback of Gwen Stacy falling and you see him shoot the webbing and just before it hits her feet, you turn the page and you hear just the big snap uh vfx but it's not from the flashback it's peter like waking up from his vision and gwen stacy like spider gwen's there and she like punches the guy that was about to attack peter but it makes a snap sound effect that's well done yeah i thought it was really really well done and then gwen's (laughs) spider gwen's there to talk about his thing um talk about like hey man maybe you should let this go basically the issue ends with uh the spider family getting all together so miles gwen madame webb spider woman silk 
and Spider-Girl uh, being like, we all think this guy should actually go after Norman. So now we have to stop Spider-Man. And that's going to lead into issue 50, which is going to be done by Patrick Gleason. And the cover shows a Spider-Man hiding behind a gargoyle with the Spider-Family all looking for him. So, interesting. I, I, I got I to gotta get uh, caught back up. Yeah, it is interesting for issue 50. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Because personally, I think this character, Sin Eater, is doing something good in the end. But I totally understand Peter's way of being like, people's hearts shouldn't just change. Even if they're bad, like they should be able to confess and be captured and blah, blah, blah. They shouldn't be all of a sudden good and then we lock them up forever. You know? So I understand where Peter's coming from. It's just... Uh, it's like, whose side are you on? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. I give it like a nine. I really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Sounds very interesting. And that's the show. Yeah, that's that's a hero story. Uh, wow, this episode went by pretty quick. I know it's over an hour, but that, yeah. was, that, was, that felt like it was pretty quick. All right. Um, <clears throat> if you're listening on iTunes, uh, we appreciate a five-star review. Uh, if you're listening anywhere else, we appreciate a follow slash, slash subscribe. Uh for a hero story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye. What? Oh, stay tuned for our Instagram at a hero story because we have comic news coming probably this week. Boah. <laughs>